0: Hello, Oliver. Hello, Richard. How are you doing today? Uh,
1: Not bad. Not bad. I have some um, interesting uh, feedback about uh, key cutting and shoe repair Ah. um, from last week. Yeah. This one comes from Elisa, who is our Dubai uh, correspondent. Good Um, grief. I know. Yeah. Incredible. And uh, she wrote to me to say that in Dubai, they are separate things. You don't, no. You yeah, yeah, you don't, there's not like a Timpsons, you, you know, you go to one <laughs> place, one place to get your keys cut and one place to, to get your, your shoes repaired, which I, I mean, I don't know. So I was thinking, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe key cutting and shoe repair is a particularly, you know, Judeo-Christian thing. And in other cultures, maybe it's like some, some sort of, some edict came down that said, you know, the lace and the latch may never lay together unless it's bequeathed <laughs> something you know that I don't know but yeah apparently this is um this is a fact yeah in Dubai you go to two different places How? and it uh, and it's yeah cuz it was interesting cuz I was looking at the um analytics on the podcast listeners and I saw that there was somebody in the United Arab Emirates and oddly enough elisa was um I mentioned her a couple of weeks ago because I work with her at the creative agency place the place that i was like going on about Mm. and elisa was one of the um one of the good ones (laughs) um so like elisa she didn't wear a
0: rugby shirt and shout at you
1: she probably wore a rugby shirt because she was from new zealand so that's the sort (laughs) of thing that that elisa would wear but um yeah she and actually her and our cornish correspondent penny osborne she also worked there and so yeah those two kind of kept me kept me sane or at least kept me as a high-functioning insane person who could go to work because yeah we just just, i think he used to sit next to elisa and there was a guy there there was a guy who was the creative director for a time and he he just couldn't say her name he He couldn't say elisa yeah he just couldn't he couldn't say it so like every time he went to say her name he would say it wrong he'd go Elijah or Elisa? He just couldn't. He couldn't say Elisa. It was like a, yeah, very very strange thing. But yeah, it was yeah, good to hear that. Um, yeah, people even. I, I wasn't even sure that podcasts would be allowed in the United Arab. Arab well, it is, Arab, it, is, Emirates it is to be?
0: It is very uh, very subversive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I know. Apparently, we're better than the radio in Dubai.
0: <laughs>
1: so that's uh, that's something that we can.
0: I'm just thinking uh, the in Dubai, isn't that where all these people called influencers have been uh, hiding out during uh, lockdown? Yeah, they would have to go to two separate shops if they had a hole in their shoes and they lost their keys. I mean, that would be quite, quite challenging for them, wouldn't it?
1: Definitely. I mean, I don't think Elisa's an influencer. I mean, she, she's, she's definitely influenced she, me to eat a lot of cream cakes in the past, but that's about it. She's,
0: she's obviously under the influence occasionally. But, uh.
1: Yeah, we used to go, there used to be a, a little cafe over in Chinham. And we used to go there at lunch and get a cup of coffee and a cream bastard. Which is what these, <laughs> what, what these uh, creamy donut cakes were called.
0: They're definitely I mean, not allowed in Dubai.
1: No, you wouldn't be able to get a cream bastard in Dubai. Well, if you did, it certainly wouldn't be in the same shop that you'd either get keys cut or your shoes repaired. It would be in the cream bastard shop.
0: Yeah, and you'd have have a license, wouldn't you, to go and and consume one.
1: Yeah. But then also, last week I was saying that those things are joined up the world over. And it's interesting because they are joined up in Spain, but Spain is one of those places where everything is separate as well. Like, you know, you can't buy... Paracetamol in the supermarket you have to go to the uh, pharmacy yes. but in in um El campo in Montreal the big supermarket there's a there's a um mr minute there and mr minute is the, the kind of the timpsons of of the Eurozone i think
0: mm-hmm. Oh, there are some here too i think yeah yeah, yeah. disgracefully well, Cam- spelt m i n i t
1: yeah 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 but yeah, so that was um, yeah, that was interesting. But not not as interesting as the fact that um. It, it it seems like we have a lot of listeners in Norway. Do you do you know anyone in Norway?
0: I do actually, yes. But I I've never told this uh, the people I know in Norway about the this uh, podcast. So I doubted they'd listen
1: because I just thought maybe maybe for some reason we've got in with the the the, the black metal crowd. Which would be, like, fascinating if for some reason they'd taken on board what we were doing as part of their, um, I don't know, their mission to wipe out society or something. It'd be quite interesting if we were, like, you know, along with, like, Mayhem and Dark Throne, the Don't Ask Me podcast was right up there.
0: I don't know. I think, it, I think it's quite likely because, uh, you know, we, we do sort of invite people to, to kill each other and... Uh,
1: that's true. You're always e- going on about killing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> throw, throw each other in vats of uh, excrement and stuff like that.
1: Maybe we should get a... Um, I was going to say it wouldn't be the stupidest thing we've ever done to get a black metal band together, but it actually would be the, the stupidest thing we've
0: ever I done. I think so. We have done a lot of stupid things, particularly musically, but <clears> black metal, we'd have to dress up in PVC and stuff like that.
1: And and makeup and like pour like cow's blood over us and stuff. And you'd need a you'd need a stage name because everybody <laughs> has like stage names as if they're like I don't know sort of uh, ancient Latin kind of names like Euronymous or Tormentor. Apparently, there was one guy in a band who who um, his name was Goat Perverter, <laughs> which is which I don't know. So you yeah you need something that fits you something that's kind of like um, for, know, for, go, for you,
0: some you, reason, goats are satanic, aren't they? Do we know why goats are associated with Satanism? I don't know. I mean, they eat anything. I don't know whether that's
1: anything to do with it, probably.
0: They, they, no. Don't people drink goat's blood during the ceremonies? I'm sure they do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you should know. You live in Twyford. There's a <laughs> <through. laughs> well, satanic cabal going on there.
0: I tell I you what, so. nothing would surprise me about this place. Apostrophe.
1: That could be your name.
0: Ah, that sounds like a, a Greek philosopher. So I kind—I was thinking about yeah. gr, gr, grammarius or something like that to make it a bit wider. But
1: Grammaric yeah,
0: I think apostrophe is good. Do you know? This no, is, no, this, wait. What?
1: You, mm, yeah. This How is about no, not apostrophe <laughs> Grammaticon.
0: Gram, That's the one. That's your statement because that sounds
1: like going back to Satan. That sounds like Satan's dictionary or something, doesn't it? Grammaticon.
0: Shall I practice the sound that um, black metal lead vocalists make? Because it isn't it isn't singing, is it? But it's not. It, it isn't sort of conventional metal shrieking either. It's very deep and dark, and it's isn't it? Yeah, that's perfect. we see. We could form this band,
1: and the band the band should be called Verb Hammer. <laughs> that's it. That's a great black metal band name. Verbhammer featuring Grammaticon and who what, what gonna are be? you going to be? And he's saying that's a bit like me. Um camarius No, it needs to be like confused. Conf- <laughs> Confu- Hesitant. Hesitant. Hesitant almost sounds like heretic, so I kinda hesitant. Yes. hesitant. Hesitant. Although
0: that that indicates a slight hint of weakness, doesn't it? Yeah, Whereas Grammaticon very... is kind of that's really manly, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Confused then, maybe. Because confused there's there's chaos in confusion, isn't there? Uh, oh yes. So confused uh, might be. Maybe I should be confused.
0: Alright, okay. So what <laughs> I are you just answered
1: my own question? What maybe are you? Yes. I should be confused.
0: What are you actually are you, playing? Are you playing guitar? I hadn't thought, but yeah. Uh, I mean we but need we, we'll... we need other members in this band, don't we? We can't really do de- death metal or black metal as a <laughs> as a resident duo.
1: But who else would we be?
0: Chris Chris or Tracy. He'd join. Oh God, he looks the part as well, doesn't he? He 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 he's got that rather frightening beard. Gosh. Oh, and he's and also
1: he's left handed. And that's a true mark of Satan. So is it? So you yeah, slit the yeah. goat's throat with your left hand. I would I would imagine so. Yeah. So Chris could be, Chris just needs a name though. Berserker. He could be called Berserker
0: or something. I don't know why, but yeah, it, then Chris it's the and name I could, of an album, isn't it? Oh shit, sorry. It's the name yeah, of think, an album, isn't it? I think it's, it's a Gary a Newman album ah, actually. Well, he's a bit, he's a bit sort of dark, isn't he?
1: Yeah, well there's uh, yeah, I think there's some um some overlap with the electronic world with is black metal but yeah sorry the black metal thing i was only really saying that because it's one of those things that i um i'm really fascinated by it but i don't like it well like i like watch documentaries about black metal because i'm waiting to hear a band that is genuinely scary musically
0: yes it's
1: just comic
0: that's the problem isn't it It, 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 you can't take it seriously enough to really get into it and and believe in in satan if you're you're giggling
1: yeah exactly if it's not yeah I, i just find it odd that there's people who say oh this is the scariest music in the world that's ever been known and
0: and it's oh, just, say that again it's the scariest
1: music in the world that's ever been known oh right and, okay you got the it, gig definitely it's just it, and it's not but then i think metal's quite an insular world isn't it so maybe if you're in the black metal thing you've only listened to black metal yes so that, therefore there's no one going oh if you want double bass drum and like shredding guitar then you should probably listen to Birds of Fire by the Mahavishnu Orchestra or something. And hear it done properly, but you know, there's no nobody making that reference. Is there?
0: I don't think anybody's connected the Mahavishnu Orchestra with black metal before.
1: That would be me. That would be like me, and me somewhere in Norway in some dingy bar talking to lots of dangerous people with knives and guns. Going, oh, have you? I say, my man, have you considered <laughs> listening to the second Mahavishnu Orchestra album? I think you'll find that that number in thirteen eight very
0: enlightening. <laughs> You know, uh, you don't know this, but I have got a connection with black metal because... Uh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, the, the aforementioned people that we know in uh, in uh, Bergen, we went and visited them in 2014. Oh, yeah. And um, we went out for a, a little walk in, in the woods where they live, which is a sort of small place on the edge of Bergen. Yeah. And uh, we came upon uh, the famous Fantoft church which oh, was yes. the first one that was burnt to the ground by yeah. uh black metal followers now they were on a mission mm. to burn all the, the these churches uh they're called stave, stave churches, churches? Yeah, yes and i stave. think stave as in the idea of a stave that goes into the ground because they're made out of pine mm. uh, uh trunks of pine tree. They they look incredible actually. They look like Chinese pagodas because they've got different levels and they stick out. Um, you know, ledges and balconies and things stick out of them. Yeah, they're um,
1: incredible looking things. I mean, they Yeah.
0: You know. Well, it was still it's still there. You can, you know, we we went there and uh it it, it did have a fence around it, but it does function. They have services, but I, mean, I guess they're obviously trying to protect it from being burnt down again because it was rebuilt. But yeah. they it was the first one to be burnt down in 1992. And between 1992 and 1996, 50 of these stave churches were burnt to the ground in in Norway. And all the arsonists that were convicted, they, of which there was only, you know, a percentage of, of people, a percentage of the cases were solved. But they were all either black metal band members or fans of black metal.
1: I mean, that's the weird thing. Those, the actual people are quite scary and they do, not nice things, yes, but, mu- but musically, it's just comic.
0: Um, what they do have, which uh, I was going to say it was in their favor, but but I, I, I think that's a bit mean and it, it, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be go so far as to uh, to start burning their buildings down. But they uh, they hate um, Christians, don't they? And they hate uh, particularly sort of fundamentalist uh, religion, and so that's why they burn the churches down because their religion is to not have a, a religion, if you see what I mean.
1: Yeah, well they're all harking back to Norse gods and stuff, aren't mm. they? They you know, they see themselves as the ancestors of yeah, pre Christian Scandinavia. Like the Vikings. Yes. That's what they that's what they see themselves as. Yes, you know, so they it. they see themselves as the ones raiding Lindisfarne rather than building <laughs> Lindisfarne, you see what I mean?
0: Yes. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you see, this is not confined to uh, to Norway because I've been, I don't know if you've been watching this at all. It's uh, one of these, uh, one of these actually quite formulaic uh, Scandi dramas. This one is on, uh, it's on Walter Presents, where most of them are. Hmm. And it's called All the Sins. Have you come across it?
1: No, no, okay. I don't know that.
0: Oh, well, I'll just tell you about it because it won't surprise you in any way because it's, it's, it is utterly formulaic. It's Finnish. Mm-hmm. And it's set in uh, North Finland, where they have um, communities which are called Lystadion. And mm-hmm. the Lystadians are a branch of the, uh, the Lutheran faith. Right, yeah. But they are very, 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 very strict. Right. So the children aren't allowed, for example, to watch TV or... Uh, certainly not associate with members of the opposite sex or not doing anything that gives them any pleasure or enjoyment yeah and um it it is quite funny because obviously these people consider themselves to be the absolute height of virtue because they are so um, holy pious. yes yeah. pious that's the word they're so pious that they consider that they are the only people who know what's right and anybody mm. that doesn't follow what they consider to be right is 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 evil
1: yeah
0: and um so they're they're like the kind of the polar opposite of black metal aren't they because because they are actually evil in their way because of course in, in it being a Scandi drama uh Most of the people in this church are 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 horrible beyond beyond uh, comprehension hmm. um but what's so fascinating we've almost reached the stage of maybe stopping watching these programs because have you noticed that in every single one there is one male and one female uh detective, and they yeah. work together but they 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 obviously have massive issues with each other, but they've also got very deep personal issues. So, yeah. as well as as well as sort of trying to keep your head around the plot of the of of the story and the and the murders and the mayhem that are taking place, you've got to sort of keep on top of the subplots which are their personal issues.
1: Yeah, and the subplots are generally like nothing; they don't affect the main plot. No, and I find that annoying. Now, yeah, I kind of think I don't need to know about your wayward son.
0: Exactly the way if your
1: wayward if your wayward son has nothing to do with you solving this murder case from 1383 or something you know it's like yes I I, I, I see no reason why that's in there
0: well do you know why because (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna do the sort of uh, uh, oh well it wasn't like that in my day you see in the (laughs) in the days of uh, I won't I won't sort of um, actually quote anything too ridiculous I'm thinking I was about to say Dixon the Dot Green. god god (laughs) or um uh juliet bravo yeah that'll do juliet bravo something like that in those days you managed to get a whole plot squeezed into an hour didn't you in fact probably you know after you've taken the adverts out of it's on itv now you've got to have at least eight or more hour-long episodes haven't you to solve yeah. the the one uh, the one uh, murder or whatever it is and so therefore that's why you have to have the uh, 23 subplots of the irrelevant uh, the irrelevant son who's i don't know taking drugs in his bedroom um and causing terrible heartache for the lead detective that's my theory yeah. and i'm sticking with it
1: no you're right and also the fact that like, back in the old days people used to go it's a fair cop gov and uh, exactly and, and, and that
0: then, would be it. At, at, at the end of the 59th minute <laughs> It's all over,
1: isn't it? Yeah, Jack Warner would flex his knees and go whistling <laughs> off down the street,
0: wouldn't he? I think I'm going to whistle the theme tune, just, just to sort of have a little yeah. interlude in. Yeah. I won't go on. That's
1: very, very Percy Thrower of you.
0: Da, 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 da. I can't remember the words, but the actual, that high bit at the end was, around, dark, green... Yes. But those also
1: those programs, nothing would have happened in them ever. Like, I, I always remember things like the streets of San Francisco being very exciting. But mm. I bet if you watched an episode now, it would just be two guys talking in an office for an hour. And like <laughs> there would be probably five minutes where Cole Morden and Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, not Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas are mm. off doing their thing and catching the baddie. But I bet there wasn't much going on
0: and certainly uh not quite so much in the way of sadistic torture as kind of uh, obviously is compulsory every, every for every plot of every scandi drama
1: yeah yeah and a and a big theme tune I and mean, none of those scandi dramas have ever used a kind of black metal theme tune though, have they well maybe they should
0: yes um maybe I'm, maybe this is
1: what verb hammer should do our first our first recording should be a a scandi noir intro music
0: did you it was only 15 minutes ago but did we actually decide to christen the band verb hammer i have yeah verb hammer
1: god it's it's just an
0: absolute it's it's brilliant isn't it i'll do the stickers and the badges can i put an umlaut over the e well well you can't put an umlaut over an e but it's a band name so you can do what the hell you like it's a black metal band name of course i can
1: do what the hell i like
0: or you could do verb himmer and put the umlaut over the a. Oh, this is fantastic! I'm gonna. I'm tempted to say the music is very tense, but that's just a pathetic uh, attempt on the show, isn't it? Oh, you did
1: there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, have whole albums about punctuation.
0: I want to tell you about the personal issues of these two uh, detectives because I think mm. they've li- they've actually finally now reached the end of all personal issues that they can have. Now the bloke was yeah. brought up as a Lystadian Lutheran. Right. And most of whom never escape, but he did. He went to uh, Helsinki to become a detective. Yeah. And he's come back or been sent there because they think he'll understand the culture because of these um, sadistic murders that have been taking place in this village. Yeah. But he inevitably is gay. Well, as the Lestadians entire philosophy is not tolerating anything that isn't Hmm. worshipping the lord you can imagine how they take to him um gradually being revealed as gay
1: but that's the same as the valhalla murders the cop in that he was gay wasn't he
0: and did he uh, did he have the same response from the community of of utter um hatred
1: yeah he'd fallen out with his brothers and his 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 dad died in like episode six or something and uh, yeah there was a, there was a whole thing about him being gay as well
0: yes well uh so obviously he's completely ostracized by his family and everybody else mm-hmm. uh but the oh the other thing is also he's, he's not just gay uh but he's also uh got violence issues so his partner uh will occasionally you know say to him you know are you sure you're not Taking the case too seriously and uh, and it's uh, affecting your psyche. Upon which he will turn around and punch him in the face, and Ah. knock him unconscious.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. So narcissistic abuse as well as
0: correct. And uh, he's—I guess he's about thirty. But his partner, sorry, his police companion, who is working with him, Mm -hmm. she is a sixty-five-year-old grandmother who's also an infomaniac oh my god yes and in this village every evening she goes to the bar and picks up a different bloke and uh, I won't go into details of what goes on but uh, the, on the first night the bloke she picks up is the main suspect in the brutal murders so you can imagine uh, that causes uh, quite, uh, quite some problems. It always
1: sounds like you've found a, a, a random Scandi Noir plot generator online and just put stuff in now, doesn't it? Well, It's it, just getting so I, crazy. I so I des- this is why you're thinking <laughs> I just can't be watching these anymore.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. When I describe I it, it, it's exactly as what you say. It's like you throw up all of them up near. The or, as I said before, they've reached the end of all possible uh, mm-hmm. personal problems people could have. So they kind of, uh, they think oh, we'll just go one step further. Did you remember the time when uh, something along the lines of Uh, of uh, black metal suddenly entered the mainstream when uh, the Finnish band Lordi won the Eurovision Song Contest. No? No. Well, this is where I have to make a most terrible confession, which you've never probably heard before, but my wife and I actually like Eurovision and we always watch it. Oh, my God. I know. I think it's because... Being so, uh, so committed as Europeans, we love to hear that um, Ode to Joy. Is it Ode to Joy that they play um, with the, European, the Eurovision theme tune as they are beginning the, the contest? I've yeah. lost you, haven't I? I've completely lost you.
1: No, Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I, I, don't <laughs> know, I don't know the last time that I saw it was. I don't know.
0: Oh, really? Well, you see, we get score sheets and what have you, and we, we award points to each song. Okay. either because well it wouldn't be because we like each song because obviously there's no songs that you could possibly like but mm-hmm. on the basis of what we think the various juries will uh consider then we we award them points and and more often than not we're right but we weren't right in this case because obviously each Eurovision has a a gimmick band of some kind uh, and and that's been getting more and more common each year um yeah. but in 2006 well it, when you've uh, when we've stopped talking, you can Google uh, Lordy because Lordy, 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 they uh, I reckon they model themselves on Slipknot right? because they dress okay. up in these very, very like strange leather outfits with, um, you know, metal spikes sticking out of them and big, big, big collars going uh, outside their heads and what have you.
1: Where are they from, Lordy?
0: They're from Finland. Oh okay. Yes, and their song was called Hard Rock Hallelujah. And guess what? They actually won it. Now normally the gimmick band gets a few sort of sympathy points but doesn't win.
1: Yeah. Hmm. But did and they did did they win because everything else was even worse or did they win because it, you know, it's like a comedy vote? Yes. and therefore it shows up like what the whole thing is about. Really.
0: Yes, I, I believe it was a comedy vote because uh, obviously um, there's so much politics involved in Eurovision, as you can tell by what particular countries vote for what particular other countries and what mm. particular countries vote against other particular countries. Um, I'm not absolutely certain. On the other The other day I switched on the TV and there was a European athletics going on and I did notice that the UK was still a part of that. Whether the UK will still be a part of Eurovision, I don't know. I guess, as Australia is now one of one of the Eurovision <laughs> contestants, maybe Brexit won't mean that we won't be in Eurovision anymore.
1: Well, that's like in football. There's there's teams from like Tel Aviv in the in the UEFA Cup and stuff like that. I always think that's <laughs> like quite strange.
0: It's bizarre, that, isn't it? I, yes.
1: No, sorry. I was going to say no. I I I watched that Netflix movie about. Eurovision that was quite funny with Will Ferrell. Oh tell um, us about that. I, I can't Did you, tell you, you much about line? it? It's like yeah he he plays this guy who I think it's meant to be Iceland and he's in this band and they enter and uh yeah, main protagonist overcomes all their obstacles and achieves their ultimate goal. So yeah, he he wins in the end. Um, sorry, oh. that's a bit of a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, but obviously <laughs> that's obviously what's going to happen in the film. There'd be no point making it if it didn't happen. Maybe that I, was quite that was quite amusing.
0: But that's the closest I've got to
1: to Eurovision itself for for a long, long time. Oh
0: uh, well, you you are you're you're, you're sort of missing out. Uh, what do you think the name of the lead singer of Lordy is?
1: I bet it's not Goat Perverter.
0: Oh, you guessed it. Oh, okay. His name is Mister Lordy. Mister Lordy. Yes. <laughs> there is so they a, didn't an ambulance didn't have to think very... you, Probably probably picking up some death metal. Yeah, I can victim. hear her. I wonder
1: where that was from. <laughs> Doppler effect going on.
0: Uh, Mr. Mr. Lordy. Yes, yes, it's a bit tame, isn't it? If you see a picture of them, they are actually quite frightening, and they do look like Slipknot. They obviously are, um, you know, based on Slipknot.
1: Didn't Didn't think very hard about the band name, though, did they?
0: No, it's Lordy with an I on the end, so it, it might mean something obscene in Finnish. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, no, I, I no i no idea about when was that? Did you
0: say two thousand six? I was going to say, I
1: haven't even got the excuse that I was in Spain then. I, just, well, I was already ignoring it.
0: What you therefore uh, definitely don't remember, which is a it's a shame really because I hope you kind of uh, might know about these crucially important musical things that I'm going on about, but um, uh, you won't remember Gildo Horn. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, an- this is another uh, token uh, lunatic on... Uh, Eurovision. Uh, he he was he's a a, a German schlager singer, Mm. um, along the lines of uh, Otway, John Otway, in the extent that to the extent that he he's very very, shall we say, slightly self consciously eccentric. Yeah, and he's not young, and he doesn't uh, look act, look or act sort of rock and roll like. But he does funny things, and, and I I I love him. And he really took the uh, Eurovision by the scruff of the neck in 1998 because he had this song "Gildo hat euch lieb," which is Gildo loves you. Yeah, and it was a kind of a peen of praise to himself. Yeah. Um and uh, he he did amazing he did very otway like things he came on and disrupted the entire eurovision because eurovision as you know is rehearsed to the last millisecond um and then he came on and disrupted it by climbing up the uh, the lighting gantries and he he ran into the audience and cuddled Katie Boyle which um was a quite uh, quite monstrous thing to do for the uh, eurovision people and therefore he he didn't win but uh, he oh. did come. He did come seventh.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Well, a, a, you, well, maybe
1: you, they should get. Maybe they should get Otway on as the as the UK. Well, this is
0: precisely what I thought because Otway probably would win because Otway can write some very very touching and very melodic songs, as mm-hmm. well as being uh, very entertaining. But of course, the English uh, or the British um, entry, they they would never be imaginative enough to do anything mad. But. The old cliche about, oh, the Germans haven't got a sense of humour. I mean, I, as we know, we've we've proven many times that's completely untrue. The Germans have got just as much of a sense of humour as anybody else. The band is called Gildo, is called, they're called Gildo und die Orthopädischen Strumpfe, which is Gildo and the Orthopaedic Stockings, which I oh <laughs> think is a brilliant name, isn't it?
1: It's very it's very old school punk rock isn't it? It's it's that that's like a that's <laughs> a a writing room coming up with the name of a punk rock band for not the 9 o'clock news. Yes. Know, that's what that is.
0: Oh, dear. I
1: was I was actually on um I was on German TV this weekend doing music.
0: What? In your uh, um, from your from your um, food festival. No, oh, no. Oh. no, no. Come no. on then. And and I
1: wasn't actually on German TV, but something oh. that I did was, in the, um, my friend Nina's playing bass at the moment in a band called Zucker Club.
0: Zucker Club.
1: Yeah, and uh, they were on this. Uh, they recorded this thing for like local Berlin TV, right. and they had um, they they had a backing track that they were rehearsing to. Yes, that they wanted it fleshed out a bit. So, right. uh, yeah.
0: I so got, you I fleshed got, out I the backing got, track.
1: Yeah, I got sent the demo, and I spent like a couple of days last week, you know, doing my normal thing of putting big string sections on everything. <laughs> and so I just stuck strings on it and a piano, the Dorian mode harmonized in fourths or whatever. And uh, yeah, it, it it went out and uh, How it was amazing. Uh, It went. It went well, Richard. I don't know when it's actually going to be. (laughs) I know. There you go. I don't know when it's going to be actually. Uh, the the woman that does it she's got like a youtube channel so it'll be on youtube at some point but <laughs> if she's an know, influencer the, the girls might have just Dubai. like taken everything out it might have just they might have just like taken everything out apart from the the rim
0: shots or something so oh no they watch what ditched your strings that wouldn't be nice
1: i don't know i think there's probably there's probably some there but yeah that was quite exciting i was uh i was um yeah, I was very excited about Well, about
0: indeed. That. And on, on the uh, Don't Ask Me um, website, you can put a link in due course and it eventually yes, comes I up. Oh. Yes, yeah, I will. Well that, that, I will. Well, that's, that's absolutely thrilling. I know, I didn't yeah, know you could I, do strings.
1: Well, I mean, I can't play any stringed instruments, but, you know, I've, I've read a few books and I've got a few ideas of my own, as John Cooper
0: Clark would say. <laughs> a guitar is a stringed uh, instrument Richard
1: yeah that's true that's true I suppose it is you could just play
0: it with a bow like Jimmy Page that'll do yeah
1: I could play guitar like Jimmy Page and yeah
0: sorry it's a beastie lyric I won't do it Uh, I'm just gonna bring uh, our conversation full circle because on the day that we went to the Fantoff Stave Church Mm -hmm. it we went back to the house that we were staying in nearby and we spent the evening with the family watching Eurovision Song Contest.
1: Oh,
0: Mm. And it uh, was the year, it was 2014, 2014, I'm sorry, where the delightful, absolutely charming and totally brilliant Conchita Wurst won. Remember Come her? She's she,
1: sausage. No, she, I don't know her. All
0: right. Okay. Well, uh, she is the bearded lady. You will have seen pictures of her.
1: The bearded lady. I she's literally from, have...
0: Really, Richard. Well, again, I do implore you to Google her. She. She's. Uh, she's. She's. Uh, 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 well, she was born Thomas Neuwirth in Austria. Yeah. And she is. Uh, I don't know how what, what exactly she would identify as but she's um a woman but she she chooses to have a a beard uh, and and a uh, normal sort of a feminine appearance. Yeah. And uh, her song Rise Like a Phoenix was extremely good and she won that year in 2014.
1: Sorry, go back a bit. Did you oh, yes. was was um were you in norway that weekend because eurovision was on or was that just a bob ross happy accident you it didn't was, go you didn't go there you didn't go let's go and see our friends and let's go the weekend of eurovision so we can all experience it together
0: well that or wasn't it it wasn't the intention but as it turned out it was actually very convivial and uh, uh it, we combined it with a barbecue and uh teenage boys who you would think would sneer at that but uh, they all joined in and uh, we we had a very very entertaining time and we all predicted that Conchita would win and indeed she did
1: did you know that your friends were into Eurovision before you turned up uh no not at all <laughs> i mean imagine if you lived in norway yes And I said, oh, I'm coming to see you guys. And you said, yeah, great. And I turned up and you were having a Eurovision party. I would just be like, oh, what? Come all the way to Norway and you're watching
0: this. (laughs) Well, um, you know, they did sort of rather sheepishly suggest that we might be interested in watching it. And of course, we with a great alacrity and relief because we were thinking, oh, we're missing Eurovision. We actually said, oh, yes, thank you. We definitely will um you know we couldn't go out because it cost 10 pounds a pint to to actually go out and drink so we've got bought some beers in and uh hung out around the television it was great
1: blimey no i, I don't think i i mean i've got i've got friends um have you who, who watch it oh i see yeah yeah sorry yeah i've got friends
0: full stop i've got friends
1: yeah. who watch eurovision that Catherine um and lucy are big fans of eurovision they get like pizza in and watch it together when they can i
0: yeah. mean obviously you cannot sit down in all seriousness although all all over europe everybody does so not everybody lots of people sit down and watch eurovision in all seriousness obviously you are um taking a wry ironic um slant on it but it's still fun but you know and it's still very self-consciously it's very self-aware of its crapness
1: is it fun though? Is it really?
0: <laughs> well, put it this way. It's not the sort of thing I would normally uh, associate myself with. And uh, I could be lying, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not playing that uh, quiz game, you know, would I lie to you? And, mm. and, and, and then I'll hold up a card saying, it was a lie. And we'll all yeah, have a great laugh Everything yes, yes. you've said is wrong. You've never seen it in your life. No, and Lordy didn't exist. And I made up Gildo Horn. And, and conscious divorce woman. Yeah, conscious yeah. divorce. That, that's me. I'm sitting here now with a beard and um, makeup.
1: Yeah. Well, you could be. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> lockdown. You do what you want, don't you?
0: <laughs> yes. And luckily, we're not live on television. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't like ABBA. There, I've said it. Why not? I think it's because everybody else loves ABBA and says how wonderful they are. And if you go to weddings and things... They'll put on some ABBA song and everybody will leap up and say, oh, it's ABBA. Oh, fantastic. Let's all dance. And that makes me want to go and sit in a corner and put my head in my hands and cry. I don't know,
1: That is very true. But that's been true for a long time. We're back in the day when Barney and I used to DJ at the, the art college, <clears> um, you know, you'd be putting on... Trouble Funk, Run DMC, mm. uh, whoever, and people wouldn't be interested. But you stick Dancing Queen on yeah. uh, and everybody's up and going for it. But it's, a, it's a, that's a cracking pop tune. I mean, they're a great pop band and very... I wouldn't say they're not underrated, are they? You're saying they're overrated. I I'm, they're I'm saying
0: that I'm saying that everybody says they're geniuses, and I don't think they are. When you say they're an OK pop band, I'll accept that. Uh,
1: I, no, I think they're more than an OK pop band. I think they're a very good pop band. As in, see, I would I would say that ABBA were one of those bands that. I think the the knowledge of those band members, the the writing partnership that they had going on, there was there was a lot more going on in those songs than Meets the Eye. I think those songs are deceptively simple, put it that way. I think they're like they're like standards.
0: Oh yes. They, yeah, where they, you just
1: you just you hear this tune and you think, Oh, well that's C F and G but it's it's absolutely not,
0: you know. I think it's because uh, I I grew up being very snobbish and still am about um, bands that don't appear to play any instruments. Uh, you know, I, I, anything that hasn't actually got a guitar and its hand and drum kit behind it uh, kind of puts me off, really. Really? Still mm. to this day? Yeah, even to this day, yeah. Well, you know, I, I yes, backing tracks uh, just don't sort of, do it for me, but I, I, it's definitely a sort of cultural thing that you know. I grew up with beat groups, and yeah. and, and we definitely massively disapproved of of anybody who who didn't play an instrument. But I, yes, of course, they are incredibly clever, and uh, I think does the, is it the blonde one who's got her own island that she lives on in Sweden? Probably, yeah. yeah. I watched a documentary many years ago about some guy who was stalking her, and uh, I think that might have been why she bought the island. So she she couldn't be uh disturbed
1: but there's a I, I don't know whether this is true but there's a there's an ABBA museum I guess in oh there's bound Ab- to be in ABBA land and the part of the exhibition is a telephone and the only people that've got the number to that telephone are the four members of ABBA and hmm. so if you're walking by and the phone rings right it's going to be one of ABBA I don't know if that's true,
0: but I hope it is. Oh, that's a great. So, so it's a kind of it's, a, it's an exhibit that actually works.
1: Yeah, it would be like um, I don't know, having a, a there there being a, a separate telephone in the railway inn that only you had the number of. Yeah. Right, but and then so if why? any people are walking by and the, and the phone rings and they that person goes, my god, it's Oliver Gray.
0: Why would they want to ring that phone? To talk to the fans, I see. Oh, so oh, well, if you were a fan, you'd go and you'd hide somewhere and stay there all night, wouldn't you? Just on the off chance that it might ring,
1: yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get people just hanging around, isn't it? (laughs) And and they should put it hanging on the telephone, in fact,
0: they should put it in the gift shop
1: because then obviously people would spend even more time in the gift (laughs) shop. But ABBA won, um, ABBA won. That's the one Eurovision thing I know. ABBA won. In in Brighton when they won with Waterloo, that yes, was in, that was in Brighton. So, yeah, no, Abra, of good. I mean, there's not many
0: bands I I really dislike. Well, no, I, think... I I I I I might have been a bit going too far saying I hate them. I just mm. I don't worship them as much as other people do, and certainly they don't make me want to get up and dance at all. Quite the opposite, really. I, I sort of think, yeah, well, I've heard this a million times. It's a good song, but. There, that's all there is to it and i was thinking uh, it would be interesting i mean we speak to our occasional contributor james knights because uh i did cross my mind that if you were called thomas neuvert and you you think well yeah i need a, a stage name but would you choose conchita sausage it was a great talking point and yeah, uh good, yeah why, so she yeah, she's she's now um uh, divides her ta- career into two halves one half is where she's called conchita and she goes out and sort of does uh you know uh commercial um pop songs yeah and the other half is just vorst and mm-hmm. vorst goes out as an electro pop dj so i'm thinking james might have come across Vorst's djing skills because he's into mm. electro pop isn't he yeah, well,
1: let's hope it works out for her, for better or for worse. <laughs> hey!
0: Boom, boom! <laughs>